when you're just reading the Toronto Star casually and you come across an article about a young man who is taking a gap year to earn money to buy his parents a home? You know, that just happens all the time. Well, today's guest is the incredible Karan, and he talks about his gap year where he took a break mid-post-secondary in response to financial struggles for his family, the pandemic, terrible personal loss, and he found joy. He found an incredible zest for a different area of study, and he connected even deeper with his family members. I'm so excited for you to take a listen to today's guest. people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer, and I am your host and Gap Year expert. Today, we have an incredible guest with us here. We have Karan, and he is here to talk about his Gap Year experience. Now, what I love so much about your story is how you saw something, you saw an opportunity in your life, and you pursued it. Um, And against some odds, but you have done some incredible things on your gap year, so much so that we actually found you by articles that were published in the paper and you, you've you been featured a couple of places, which I think is, is pretty amazing. And now we're very honored to have you on our podcast today. So thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. I really very much appreciate it. Um, right when I was told that I was asked to be on this podcast, like I had to like take the opportunity to to tell my story and hopefully inspire more people out there. That's amazing. Well, I know your backstory, but those listening and watching uh, may not necessarily know. So why don't we rewind and uh, maybe you could tell everybody a little bit about why you chose to take a gap year. Yeah, of course. So kind of an interest so like my name is Karan. Uh, I'm from uh, suburban Toronto, based in Scarborough. I actually attend Toronto Metropolitan University, formerly known as Ryerson University. And currently, uh, within my gap year, I decided to uh, increase my income from zero to eighty-three thousand dollars a year. Uh, only working thirty-seven point five hours a week uh, within two se- uh, sectors, within the banking sector and the construction sector. Uh, so uh, for a greater cause, actually, so I can help my family uh, recover from uh, from the pandemic uh, in an emotional and just in a financial uh, way. It really starts way back uh, from the time my parents actually immigrated to Canada. Uh, my dad immigrated in 1996, and then after he, he, he started working here without any formal post-secondary education. And then he went back to India. My, my mom got married, and then he brought her here. And then after they lived uh, really happy, like uh, they lived here together, happily with my other relatives. The issue they faced were just like every other uh, issue that immigrant parents or immigrants in general face, such as the language barrier, financial barriers, educational barriers. 
And those barriers really kind of got them, got to them emotionally uh, in, in different levels. And it really took a strain on them throughout their time in Canada. I remember like my dad had to take up at a point two job so he can make and like ends meet uh, because we were just living paycheck to paycheck. And I remember at the time I was just a kid and I was just like, you know, like I was just like thinking like, does my dad not care about me? Why does he not want to spend time with me? He's always working, working, working. I always got to see him only at night. And looking back at it, uh, I in, in high school, I realized the real reason why he did that. It was mostly because he can, he can provide the best quality of life for me and my sister. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, like that's 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 amazing that he did that. He sacrificed so much. And I, I, I never like realized that. And at that time, as a kid, I probably said so many things. I probably hurt his feelings in high school. I thought to myself, like, hey, you know, I got to I got to make him realize that his sacrifice will not go into vain and I got to do something for him. That's why I decided that, hey, I'm going to um, uh, pursue an, a type of education that he wants me to pursue. And in a South Asian household, that's either a doctor, engineer or lawyer. And I was like, OK, so doctor, biology wasn't my thing. I wasn't too much into um, uh, like studying uh, uh, law or anything. So, you know, what? I, I went right into engineering because STEM was mostly where I kind of uh, attract, attracted to at the time in high school. So I took up engineering and then fast forward to the pandemic in 2020 was my first year in, uh, at Ryerson University uh, within the mechanical engineering program. And like, it was really, really, um, really tough actually uh, for three main reasons. This was because I had to take up six courses. This was, I've never taken up so many courses in like one term. And, and there was like, plus the terms in university are, are much shorter than in high school, right? So in, in university, it's like four months, uh, six courses, and all STEM, science, technology, engineering, math. That's like crazy. And that so that workload was definitely one of the hardest parts. Plus, this was the first time we were completely remote. Uh, never like I never even got to speak with some of the people um, I met online in person. And having that interaction in person is really crucial to like your mental health. And it's to making uh, friends because that's what really university is for. Second thing was just um, I realized soon into my program, I, I disliked it. Uh, I really thought to myself, like, you know, if I stayed in STEM, in within the STEM program uh, or within mechanical engineering, I don't think I would live a happy, fulfilling life. But I still did it because I knew I wanted my dad to feel proud of me, feel happy. And, you know, again, like his sacrifice weren't going into vain. And, and so like, so that me not liking the program also had a negative effect on me because I was never motivated to actually go forward and do extra, extra things when it comes to studying. And last but not least was just the family issue that uh, I was bombarded with in 2020. Back in 2020, 2021, early 2021, that was when like the uh, COVID out, the, the, the Delta COVID variant was, uh, uh, there was like a massive outbreak in India. And that caused, I, uh, there was about four to five relatives of mine, like both close and far, who passed away because of this variant. And it was really uh, impact to my family. I just remember this at times, just like walking into the living room and, and like my mom was just not in the best emotional state. And then, you know, like I remember my dad at the same time was not in the best emotional state because he lost relatives as well. And plus my grandmother was really going through a really tough time so that was another stress I was going through my dad and I couldn't watch them go through that stress while I just did university and like it was very hard on me and all of that really like built it up over time until that one event actually one year like, like it was about like one year ago in May when my grandmother passed away and once he passed away it was a very uh, tough because it was like the like everything was adding up and then there was like the climax and then that was when everything like like broke for my family and me and then I was like 
I went, I remember going to a funeral and I was just at that, I was in front of my grandmother's casket and my dad was there. And then it was, it was the most emotional part of like my time or like, it was just really emotional for me. And then afterwards, I remember just, just making, like telling, like telling myself, like, you know what, like I, I, if I go forward, I wouldn't be the best son. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like the person who, like, it doesn't matter if I go forward engineering right now, my family needs me the most. So that's why I decided like, I'm going to take a gap here. And I'm gonna do my best to provide for them, love them, care for them, and it's giving them my best time, my my uttermost attention. And you know what? That's why I took my gap here. And uh, ever since, it's been a really, really um, fun ride. Uh, same time has been really terrifying as well, but one that was definitely worth it. So you have so much going on in your life uh, and over (laughs) the past couple of years. So let's just call that out. Let's just acknowledge that, um, that, that you had a lot of complicating factors going on in your life and um, congratulations for navigating that first of all. And I think a lot of our listeners also have that sense of overwhelm. There is so much pressure in our lives. And I think often like older teenagers don't get credit for the stress that's happening in the lives and and how the environmental stress, not just your school stress, but your family stress, you had that, that financial crisis in your family. You had the pandemic in your family. You were going against cultural norms for the South Asian community and this weight of disappointing your family. All of these, all of these things are very, very heavy. So number one, you are incredibly resilient. And I think a lot of people would resonate with one of those struggles, one of those challenges that was before you, let alone all of them. Um, So thank you for for sharing and being so vulnerable and letting us know all of those things that were happening, because that's a lot. And pushing pause on formal education is a very, very wise decision. When we get into that state of overwhelm, when we have all of these things spinning out of control around us, just pushing forward for the sake of pushing forward and checking boxes can actually be more detrimental. Um, So I'm glad that you had the, the courage and the confidence to recognize that, hey, there's another option here. And it might not be the popular choice, but yeah, this is sure. <laughs> this is what you were you felt called to do. Um, and I think that the fact that you were able to step up and support your family emotionally by being present for them and not yeah. just having your nose buried in a textbook, the exactly. fact that you were able to go out and find employment that supported your family financially through a really difficult crisis. Um, The fact that you were able to um, work with your family in making this decision and helping them understand um, doing something different. And I think also navigating a lot of that emotional stress that is, is on yourself too, when you are bucking the trends, when you are doing something different, or you are going against, we'll call them expectations um, exactly. from society and from your parents. So 
all of these things um, can in the moment seem so bad. But now that you're here and you're smiling and you're looking back at it, yeah. I can see that that now it now it's very clearly the right decision for you. Um, but maybe yeah. in the moment, it might not have quite felt like that. Exactly. Um, looking back at it, uh, taking a gap year was the best thing that's ever happened to me actually there were different parts of my life that I was able to build upon and kind of improve developing myself financially and professionally uh, as well as learning really important life lessons that I wouldn't have learned if I had not taken my gap year also my my, my physical health I was actually able to focus on that part that that was one part I was very something I never really looked after um, before uh, my gap year especially as an engineering student I what I find is that most students they overlook their health and they're just eating whatever it is so they can get back into like the assignments and whatnot. And so I actually got time to actually look at my health and kind of see like, where can I improve on and not just like my physical health, but then like my, my emotional health. Um, so like, so one thing I first did was like, I want to start off entirely fresh. So I just created like a new set of principles to live my life off of. And like to, to kind of start, get started off like these principles, I want to like learn from the best. So like the best at like who I look up to are like these really prominent, amazing figures in, in like in, in emotional and mental health and physical health, like Tony Robbins, Jay Shetty, Lewis House. Um, these people were all people I looked up, up to. And like I listen to their podcast like daily and I learned so many different things such as um, appreciating the moment, appreciating how life is pretty much a gift if you really think about it. And integrating that, that thought into like my principle, how I live and go through life has really changed my my perspective on everything actually um so one thing i I, like one thing that's really helped me to do is integrate these new healthy um uh habits such as meditating journaling uh these are these are something i I never like thought deeply of before now looking back at it becoming who i have become now with the with the salary that i have right now with my professional and uh, uh like my professional development and, and like how I've been the best I possibly can from a family. It's because of integrating these new habits. Meditation has helped me kind of appreciate the moment, uh, be focused within the moment, being able to give you my divine intention right now, as, as well as uh, journaling, um, reflecting on the day, where could I have gone better? What am I grateful for? The food on my plate, clothes on my back, roof on my head. It's just little things, right? And well, like that's one of the that's one of the small things I've learned in my gap year. That's just one of the smallest things. And there's just so many other different things that I've learned, such as before I got my job, I had to first build myself um, professionally uh, because before this, I never knew, I never had any principles, uh, professional principles to live um, uh, or to kind of uh, get a job off of. So, for example, um, my networking skills, my interviewing skills, uh, capabilities, as well as my resume writing. When I first got my internship, uh, before this, I, I actually had uh, failed uh, an interview with a different with a different bank, and it, it wasn't the best. I never knew what I was doing. I said something that didn't make sense, whatnot. And looking back at it after getting feedback from that previous hiring manager, I integrated that feedback and I look, I, I did my research on YouTube and everything. If I didn't fail it, and if I wasn't able to get that the the, the interview at CIBC, then I wouldn't have been able to integrate these uh, these professional habits that I've been able to integrate currently. And then la- lastly, it was just um, kind of with my family, uh, just kind of understanding them in a better way. Before I thought I knew my family, but um, since I got time, uh, I was able to kind of get to know them, really give your time to someone. Uh, if you kind of give your full divine intention to someone, um, you get to know more about them. Taking a gap here has given me so many like gifts. Looking into my uh, professional health, uh, building new financial habits, 
uh, building uh, personal habits and then after as, as well as it's building relationships us all all something that are overlooked but like in life that's the most important thing that you need to focus on so that's what my gap here is really um looking back at it it's been probably the, the best thing that's ever happened to me and like even going for, forward in life like whatever i've learned i'm going to take that to me to my last breath so it's really a gift in disguise from god <laughs> I love that. And I, what I really like about what you're sharing is these are all skills that aren't taught in a classroom. Exactly. And, 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 and for whatever reason, society has prioritized the STEM subjects. So you can be an expert at integrating functions, but if you (laughs) don't understand gratitude and you don't understand who you are and you don't understand how your relationships are working in the world around you, integrating functions is not going to get you very far. Even if you want to be somebody who integrates functions on a daily basis for money, just knowing that skill is not enough. There is so much more to being human. And I don't think the classroom always gives us the opportunity to explore those things. And you have really embraced that from the reflective component, doing the journaling and the meditation and being present. Um, that is something that comes with the freedom from academic structure because you have more, more capacity, more, more mental space, more physical time to spend on these things and, and to really, um, be that person that, that has those skills and those abilities and taking that again into the professional realm having that, that real world learning experience where you exactly. tried out something and didn't work out in your favor, but you learned from it and you applied it and you've made jobs accessible to you. You've been able to earn an incredible income to support your family. Um, like that, that in itself is amazing. And then you fortified these relationships with your family. Um, and again, if you had your nose down in a textbook and were just kind of barreling on, um, you might miss out on a lot of those opportunities. And I would hazard a guess that um, all of those feelings you had at the beginning about disappointing your family and um, not living up to that expectation of, of going directly through engineering to be the top student, to get the top <laughs> marks. Um, I would hazard a guess that your family is pretty proud of you um, with the decisions that you've made. Yeah, they're very happy, actually. Um, I've, I've been able to do my best to improve our quality of life as much as possible to a certain extent that now I'm able to dream of, uh, you know, achieving our, our long, long dreams that we've always had. Um, so for my parents, their biggest dream has been to own their home, like their own house. And, and that's something that, you know, I never even thought of before, like my, taking my gap year. At first it was just to get by. And then after, when, after we started getting by, it's about like, you know, maybe just doing a bit extra by like, you know, providing my family with this little, small, little uh, extra things, like maybe an, an extra night out or something. And then now that I've been able to make this income and I've been able to sustain it long term, I've been able to think lo- like bigger, owning my own like house at, at pro- pro- maybe early 20s, um, just uh, just by with the income I have. Uh, and then being able to buy that for my family, like this, this, this early on, as I've been able to do right now. And, you know, they've been really proud. Uh, they've been, they've been telling me that, you know, like, um, they really did not expect that from me, you know, even at first that they first thought like, Hey, 
um, like I thought you were making the wrong decision by like quitting, not quitting, but like pausing university for one year. And and now looking back at it, even they think that you that was probably a really good decision for you because you know you've been able to assist, you've been able to develop yourself personally, and then you've been able to help us as well. So they've been really appreciative of that, and even them like they. They may not have thought about it then, but now they do, right? So it's about that 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 mindset. Like if you're trying to take a gap, you're trying to do something big, and you may not have much support. You gotta think of like if you, if this works out like exactly the way you thought of it, how are they gonna think afterwards, right? And that's one thing I thought of as well. Like I thought, you know what? Like if I did this opportunity, like if I did not do this, it's it's I'm gonna regret it. Like I'm gonna regret not doing this, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna look back at it. And be like, oh my god, I should have maybe taken a gap year. I would have like maybe I would have done something differently. But now I've taken my gap year, so now I have no regrets, right? So if now I don't have no regrets, and plus I'm able to think bigger now. So like you know, my life's amazing, and I'm living a really great quality of life just because I took that risk and I made that decision that you know what, like I don't care what's gonna happen. I'm gonna do my best, and like I'm just gonna follow my heart, and that's what I really much, pretty much did. And like it, and now look at me, like you know, I'm happy. My family's happy. Or we're dreaming big. Um, it's 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 amazing. It's wonderful. It's it's a gift. <laughs> I love that, and I love that that you talk about taking that risk. Um, and and it's a calculated risk. But one thing that people sometimes forget is that university or college will always be there for you. So exactly. even when you're pushing pause, that ability to return back to school when it is the right time for you. That's always an option, but taking a gap year isn't always going to be an option. So taking that risk now and dreaming big and working hard, it's not just about dreaming. You worked hard to find yeah. the jobs that you did, to develop the skill sets that you did, to, to grow your network professionally. Um, you worked hard to make that happen, um, but, but the university is there for you as well. Um, and when, when you're ready to go back in, or if you want to do part-time studies along with what you're doing, that avenue is, it's, it's not closing a door, which I think a lot of parents and a lot of students even are concerned about that by taking a gap year, they're actually closing a door. Um, and it's not, it's not closing a door. That door can still open. You're just kind of like taking a little walk around the, and going in the back door um, yeah. or, or just doing it a little bit differently, but, but uh, you still have that option on the table, um, which can put people at ease when they actually like take a breath, feel it and realize <laughs> that that's still an option for them. Cause sometimes we exactly. get so worried and so wrapped up in those emotions yeah. and that fear that we, we lose some of that rational yeah. thought about yeah. what is actually the best case scenario and what is actually the worst case yeah. scenario. Yeah. Also taking a gap year just opens up many different possibilities as well. So for me, since I didn't like mechanical engineering, right. I, I was more into the financial aspect of everything. When I was in university, I actually was part of different student groups where I got to manage their financials, um, I'll create Excel workbooks where I got to kind of create a plan of like a spending plan and whatnot. So I was mostly interested in that. And that's what I really, that's what I really prioritized uh, on my resume. And that's what I really prioritized. Uh, kind of um, speaking to with the hiring manager on those specific skills that I've gained, and and that's what really got me my internship and my jobs because I was prioritizing the skill sets and like my personal passions, and not really like having the degree just as something as my background, and also leveraging my degree as well to a certain extent. But it's because of me able to under like me understanding and finding my real passion in finance 
and, and then and generally data analysis. That's why I've been able to actually switch my major. So that's why I'm not within mechanical engineering anymore. I'm in industrial engineering. So it's a, there's a big difference. Big as in like mechanical is more focused on like, like AutoCAD and whatnot. Industrial is more about like eliminating defects, automating processes. It's more of what I want wanted to do some, uh, and what, I, what I've learned from my gap year. Um, and, and I wouldn't have learned that if I had not, if I had not taken my gap year. So that's one thing as I opened you up to different new possibilities, possibility that you may actually be actually be interested in. So that's definitely another plus for about taking a gap year. Yeah. And coming out of grade 12, like, what do you really know about the world? <laughs> yeah. And like, I ask all the time, young people who say they want to be engineers, I'll say, what does an engineer do? And they're like, um, uh, I don't know, like make a lot of money. I don't know. <laughs> get a lot of respect. I don't know. Um, yeah. and, and I think getting that life experience can help exactly. put everything into perspective. And when you do go back to school, you're going to be looking at your studies through a different lens because you have life experience now. It's not just exactly studying for the sake of studying. Now you can see how what you're learning applies to the real world and can apply to jobs um, and, and how you can leverage it in your future. Exactly. You're definitely cool. right. Um, yeah. Now, I know we could talk for hours and hours on uh, the, the benefits of a gap year in your story, but if you were to give some advice to young people that are kind of weighing that decision to gap or not to gap, or should I work on my gap year? What, what, what words of wisdom do you have to share? What, what is uh, uh, Karan going to share with the world? <laughs> First thing is first, like you gotta follow your heart, what your calling is. Um, you gotta do what you like, what you naturally think is gonna result in your happiness, and also result in your family's happiness and the people around you. So for me, that was just uh, taking a gap here so I can uh, kind of gain some professional experience, uh, increase my income so I can give back to my family. That was my, following my heart, so I can give back to my family so they can have the best quality of life. So it's just following your heart. And then your heart may take you like different places, which might be weird or like you may kind of regret it or something. But it's about kind of like trusting in your heart and believing in it till the end. Um, and Because like in the end, like, you know, like life's short, like you want to live a happy life, you know, like the Dalai, Dalai Lama said, like um, the purpose of our lives is to be happy. And the best way of doing that is following your heart, doing something that natu you naturally gravitate towards. And sometimes you don't know that that's hard to find, but that's why you got to, you got to try different things to find that. You, you, if you don't know, then, then, you know, go out there, like try different things, try the arts, try a lot, try engineering, try finance, like, do everything. And whatever your heart like gravitates towards more naturally, do that because that's what you're going to love doing for the rest of your life. And so when you're at the end phase of your life, you can reflect back on a happy, fulfilling life where you've been able to do your best for you, for yourself and others. So definitely just follow your heart because if you don't follow your heart, you're going to regret it. That, that's, those are huge words of wisdom. Um, <laughs> and, and I think it's, it's so important. This is your life to live. You're not living anybody else's life. And, and exactly while life is short, um, we hear that a lot, like life is short, life is short. The other flip side of that is that life is long. Life is yeah. long to be doing yeah, something you are not enjoying or, exactly. or trying to find your place in the world. If you never find that place, you, you spend your time searching for a lot for, for, for things in, in strange places. And when you take that time to explore earlier on, 
you get to discover what those things are and then yeah. you get to put the next steps into place for yourself um, so that you can lead that fulfilling life and that you can achieve those big dreams that you've set out for yourself. And exactly. I think you are a perfect example of somebody who was able to do that. And um, I'm so amazed by what you've done. Um, I, I am so proud of you Thank for the you. risks that you've taken you so and the amazing things that you've learned about yourself, the things you've learned about the world and the true gifts that you are giving to your family um, and, and the way that you are navigating the, your, your life to not only lead a good life for yourself, but also to share that with your family. So I, I just feel very honored to have been able to have this conversation with you. No, of course. Thank you so much. I very much appreciate it. And just having this conversation has really helped me just kind of put everything in an organized perspective. Even for me, like talking about this, sometimes it's kind of hard to talk about this with other people. But then you, you've given me that platform. You've given me the opportunity to speak with you so I can kind of learn like even more about myself in a way. Because sometimes it's, it's hard to know about it if it's within you. But when it comes out of you, like that's actually the person I am. So that's so thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to understand that, realize that. And just like hopefully I'm able to just inspire other readers out or uh, listeners out there um, that, you know, you, it, like taking a gap year is actually one of the best things you can possibly do. Um, as long as it's, it's, it's your calling, as long as it's something you gravitate towards. So, yeah. That's amazing. And, and uh, Karan, just, just what you said about yeah. talking to somebody about your, your gap year, um, I think is really important. And what some people don't know is that we offer free 30 minute chats with anybody considering a gap year. So the Canadian Gap Year Association, we know how important those conversations are, especially when we're trying to make difficult decisions. Um, yeah. So people can book a call with me um, at any time, cangap.ca slash call. Um, um, so if, if the listeners out there are thinking about a gap year or if you're on your gap year and you need some suggestions or you need a cheerleader or you're just trying to unpack some of that stuff, um, that's what we're here for as an organization. Um, and like coming from the mouth from somebody who's, who's just experienced that, I think it's so important <laughs> to know that those resources exist. So I would be happy to speak with anybody out there um, who's considering a gap year. You can just book that call with me and I'd love to chat with you. Um, but, uh, but Karen, thank you so much for, um, joining me on this podcast. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for having me. And I want to talk to you again when you buy your first house. Sound good? Of course. <laughs> of course. Definitely. <laughs> Sounds good.